day one. No, <laughs> day one, hour one. It did hour. not, by the way, start off on the bed. We were on a chair in the beginning. True, true. <laughs> and then the party kind of became a little wild. Welcome to Sex, Money, Rock and Roll, the podcast. We are your hosts, Wouter and Avni Shalanis. Energy healers, coaches, entrepreneurs, husband and wife, and parents. On a mission to create thriving romantic relationships to liberate the world through money and sex. On this podcast, we will talk about sex and money, the two main issues that most people deal with along with other fun topics like manifesting your dream life, purpose, spirituality, and more. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode one, everyone. We are going to talk about our story, how we met, all the crazy milestones that we've hit because Voucher is from the Netherlands. I am. I lived in Netherlands for the majority of my life, and now I am here with my awesome, beautiful wife, Avni. Yeah, and we, and I'm originally from India. I was born and raised in India, and I basically moved here to America when I was 18, and I was living in San Francisco when I met Valter. So he was living in Netherlands. I was living in San Francisco. So how did we meet? Do you want to talk about the day that we met? Oh, the day that we met. What do you want to talk about that? Well, I remember you were looking for the one Indian guy on this conference that we both went to, not knowing that we were both going there. And you were looking for this, this, this Indian guy that was totally yours. Isn't that right? Yeah, I don't know if I was thinking exactly that. But yeah, so we met at a personal development conference. You know, I was 30 years old and I was looking for the one. I was clear. I was looking for the one. I'd been looking for a long time. But what had happened right before I met you is like I, and I'd been in the, you know, growth and development, growth and development since I was 22 for a long time. I've been in this world of transformation and Right around when I met you is when I got into the feminine embodiment work and I was working with a dating coach, all of that. So I was clear, committed, that's what I wanted. And what about you, Doctor? Were you looking for someone? I was not looking for someone. I was playing around. I was having all kinds of, you know, things going on in my, <laughs> in my love life. Yeah. Um, so, no, I wasn't. I was playing around. Yeah, after I was playing around, I had, I had played around and that was all done and gone and whatever, a long time ago. Um, but, you know, when I had, I, I was very intentional, right? And I was doing my inner work. So, you know, I had started to come into this powerful self of from someone who didn't trust herself, who didn't know her emotions, who was a complete emotional wreck. Um, someone could say I was desperate given the number of dates I was going on and all my, oh my God, in 2015, before I met you, I had a whole sheet of all the dates that I had gone on and how that had worked out and not, and, and was the guy going to call me again and all of that. And I used to work in, in, um, I have a master's in public health. So I, 
used to work in research and then pharma, data, all of that. And so very analytical. <laughs> That's my background. All right. So what happened at the conference? I was there with actually with somebody else at the conference. Um, kind of a friend of mine. Kind of a friend of Avni. So acquaintance that, of mine. Acquaintance of Avni. So that's how we got to meet, basically. Like one of the conferences, there was like a party going on, on in one of the hotel rooms. I went there as well with the person I was with. And then there I met Avni. Yeah. And, you know, this is like you said, I was looking for an Indian guy. I was clear that I wanted someone who was um, interested in growth and development. So obviously the conference somebody at the conference was interested in growth and development. And the other thing that we talk about on this podcast is about sex. And that's also something, you know, as a Taurus, I am a Taurus. I'm May 7th. He's May 5th. Both Tauruses, like we're, we're sensual, really sensual beings. And so, you know, I've been studying sensuality, pleasure, that, but not as deeply as Voucher was. Yeah, so because before I went to the conference, the whole year before that, I was basically immersed into um, learning about sex, having a lot of sex with different kind of people and really knowing and feeling and like, what is sex and what can it be uh, as a addition to my life? Because before that, I was insecure and lonely. Yeah, I was insecure and lonely before before that time and I didn't know actually how to do all this stuff. So I immersed myself into it so I actually knew how to have great sex and how to actually keep having great sex. Yeah, and that was a huge healing journey for you. So we're just right now we're just talking about what it was like before, right? Right. And so I was like not really that interested. And I remember that first night, like I could I could I kinda, I was just like, no, I'm not it, right? Like it was he was this is a white guy, blonde hair. Like I'm not, I'm not. I'm and not I was smoking it. at the time. And you were smoking at the time, which it didn't even actually fully phase me. It was just like a no, not it. But what I loved about meeting Voucher was because the thing was that you know I'd met a lot of men who were great on paper, but like what I was missing for me was that emotional connection, the vulnerability, and literally the first hour that we met you know after i had kind of already done the math in my head that this guy is not it like move on nice guy but not not it like a no on your sheet yeah no in my mental balance okay. sheet you know right. yeah like you know the, the the spreadsheet i was just talking about so i was just like, having a conversation and asked him a question and literally the first question i asked i did not expect him to actually share and i was so blown away because you started sharing all these vulnerable things about the healing journey that you'd been on this past year. How was that for you? For me, it was, uh, it just came out of my soul, basically. I remember we were laying on, on the bed, talking with each other. And just this intimate space was like immediately created between the two of us. Mm. And this just felt really safe and open to share with you. So it was like, it felt completely natural to share my deepest secrets and my deepest desires with you. Yeah. Day one. <laughs> Day one, hour one. It did hour. not, by the way, start off on the bed. We were on a chair in the beginning. True, true. <laughs> and then the party kind of became a little wild. It, it really wasn't even that bad. It was like totally PG. But 
just there was a lot of cuddling going on and I was like I don't know this guy I don't fully feel safe and that that has been a journey for me in my healing is to feel safe and because I was all about like yeah like I can open up but men don't open up right and how many women say that all the time right but what I loved is that the journey that you'd been on you were like yeah here I am and and you just shared and that was a real turn on the vulnerability was the turn on and when we kissed the first night that we met, like I remember smelling your smoke and that was like a mental, like, nope, still not happening. But Hey, you know, I know who I am. I can kiss him. And, and it doesn't mean anything. Like I'm not gonna, you know, forget my mission, but I, it was just such a, it was actually, we were just so drawn to each other. Like it just never left. And then, you know, a couple of days later, the, the events were like, yeah, nope. Yep, no, no. And then what happened for you? Well, for me, the the next day, actually. So we went to separate rooms again uh, after we kissed and we said goodbye and like totally forgot her number. Smart, smart person. You know, I think I was totally blown away by who who Avni was in that moment. So I left the room and next day I was so looking for her. For me, it was an instant yes. This is is the person that I want to be with. This is the person that... Like I had this inner knowingness that something just comes over and it's like, Cody is like, yes, this is the woman for me. So the next day at the conference, I didn't have her phone number. So I was like looking for her and I couldn't find her. <laughs> that sucked, honestly. And then I saw a friend of Avni. So I knew it was a friend of hers. So I was like, I went to her and she was like, hey, uh, I want to meet Avni again. Can I have her phone number? And this friend was like, was very, was very rigid or like very intense. I would say very intense. And he was like, well, I can give her your phone number. But remember, Omni is really, really serious about getting into a relationship. So you better step up your game or it's not going to go well. <laughs> and I was like shocked. I was shocked. And then I was like, but I knew like, this is the woman. So I said, all right, I'm in. So I got her phone number and I texted her and then events later and later. From those first days, I was just a yes. Always. Yeah. Till this day. Yeah. Till this moment. <laughs> I mean, we've had moments, but... We've had a couple moments, of course, but yeah. But I just want to point here that, you know, a lot of times, like, I'll hear women say, but like, you know, men, like, I'm going to try to change your mind's a man's mind and I'm like no like when a man knows he knows right and that's like and not everybody knows right away either right but when you know you know and you go for what you know that's one of the things that we teach about talk about all the time and another thing I want to point to is like you know I had told I guess everybody in my circle what I was looking for, right? And that's the power of your community. Like if you are telling your community, well, you know, whatever I find, I will find, then guess what? Your community is like, oh, okay, well, she doesn't really want anything anyway, so why, right? But here, right, I had like shared my biggest desire that I was working on this and I was not going to take anything less than that. Um, and that doesn't mean that I was going to get married like tomorrow, obviously. And she knew, right? And so she was like a stand for me to be like, hey, so that's like a question, right? For, for the listeners, like, 
what does my community know about my big desires or, or just what I want to create, right? I actually want to touch on a really good point that you're making here. Like you had a very big desire and you put it out there. Yeah. And that's the only way actually a big desire can be fulfilled. You got to put it out there. You cannot hold it for yourself. You got to share it. So you actually, the universe knows, people know, so you can actually get what you want. Yeah, that's the process of claiming it, right? Totally. You got to own it versus like, well, you know, I don't really know, right? And that's like, well, I don't really know, comes to you. <laughs> exactly. You ask for what, then you get what you, what you ask for. Exactly. So... And so we got together and I was like, okay, he's interested, but I'm not sure. So one thing I had learned and, you know, in my sort of this anxious attachment that I used to have, which is like, oh, I meet a man, I'm going to stick to him and get him. And, you know, like that, that very like analytical go getter attitude, like it was like, oh, I'm going to go grab him. Right. And I was, first of all, unsure. I, I, I was like, no, no, this connection is great. But I'm not going to go running behind him. This is not everything that I want. I mean, you know, just to cut the long story short in a, in a short way. I broke up with him a total, what, 10 times or something? Ten. Yeah. Yes. Like, it was just, I was that not sure. But something kept me because there was a few things that were non-negotiable for me. A couple. One was uh, somebody who was in growth and development. Okay. Someone who was who was interested in growing himself and, you know, not just like, well, this is the way that I am and I'm just like this and take it or leave it and not interested in going to the depths of their soul because, hey, guess what? I was doing that. And the second one was somebody who was interested in sex and learning more about sex and growing in sex. Number three, don't date a smoker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, let's talk about the non-negotiables. Four... That's right. No long distance relationship. Oh, yeah. So those were my two. Okay. So now one second. I just want to touch on the point that I was making was like, I'm a queen. I, oh, yes, I wasn't 100% sure, right? That's why I kept breaking up with you. And I'll tell you a couple of the reasons. I don't remember all of them why we broke up. But one was like, no, I'm going to have what I want. I'm standing for that and I'm going to develop myself to that level. So those are the non-negotiables. And then a couple other things that Voucher just mentioned. So that was the other thing. The reason why I was a no for many reasons was because one was like, he's not Indian, but that was like a fluffy one. That wasn't a hard one. And I'll tell you why in a second. The number two, which is the non-negotiable, absolute non-negotiable was like, he was a smoker. And I was like, I'm not going to be with a smoker. And the third one, was, you know, I had tried long distance relationships in the past and they were a disaster. Like I, I remember when I was a young teenager, I think I had a relationship with a guy who was like my first crush in India. And I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. So I was like clear. And, and both of those didn't work. Right. He was a smoker and he was long distance. It would have been a long distance relationship. And But the connection was deep. And so it was like, but, you know, I was just not going to compromise. I'd been doing a lot of the compromise myself. So now I do want to make a distinction between the non-negotiables and the kind of preferences and like-to-haves, right? My coach at the time when I was working with her, she had me break it down. Why do you want an Indian guy? Because I was like, no, no, I want an Indian guy. And, and when we broke it down, it came down to the values, 
right? For me, it was I wanted someone who I could connect with. And a lot of me was Indian. Like I grew up in India. I used to like certain Indian things like Indian food and whatnot. We'll make an episode about that, by the way. <laughs> how do you, as a cross-cultural couple, I don't even know how to say it, manage food? Okay, that's for another time. So I wanted an Indian guy and, and we broke it down to, um, no, I want connection. And I wanted someone who was uh, interested in family, connected to their family and wanted to create a family. And I had this misconception that, you know, only Indian people have that <laughs> and most white people don't. <laughs> and I was so wrong. In fact, Valdor and his family are like so connected to each other and, and not in a way that's like codependent and all that, like in a really good, like healthy way. And when I heard about that, I was like, wow, like, right. But it also gets to the point where like we judge the book by its cover. Cause I was like, oh yeah, this is not it. Right. <laughs> so, so what happened when I told you I'm not going to be with a smoker and I am not going to. Um, be long distance. distance. So what happened for me was that um, I was a little bit in shock because smoking was definitely part of my identity at that time. It was like kind of the rebellious me that like was smoking. So, but I thought like, well, I'm going to give it a shot because um, I fucking liked her. <laughs> you knew. I, I knew that was a, there was a very... Uh, like, I just knew that she was my wife. I was going to marry her. And in the end, I did. But for me, it was very simple. Like, either I stop smoking, which is probably a really good idea anyways. <laughs> you know, it's not healthy. Science has proven that over and over again. And my ego just needs to get out of the way and just get it over with and stop smoking. And it, I tried, like, it took me about three times to actually quit smoking. Those are the one of the reasons we broke up because yeah. so he quit smoking and he moved to San Francisco three weeks later. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. What? Right now he got my attention for real. Yeah, because I was like I, I came I came home in the Netherlands and I was like, Man, this is such a great journey and I really like her. So I looked at like when can I get a flight back? <laughs> and I was like, man, it's like, just do it. I wasn't, at that time, I had already stopped working for an employer, so I was free to go wherever I wanted to go. So I just, I just did it. Yeah. What are the chances, right? Like when you really want something, the universe, just every piece fell in place. Like, can you imagine if you were working Right. And that's what I always tell my clients, the women I work with that, you know, like, don't sell yourself short on your dreams. Right. Like, um, you know, me holding such a high standard in the past was like not even an option. Like I have seen, though, women who have, you know, married people who like or, you know, sorry, they, they were smoking and they were like, oh, you know, I'll quit or whatever. And it's like, 
no, no, no. This is a non-negotiable. And that's what I learned at that time. That's the queen energy I was coming into for the first time where I fully trusted myself. I fully owned my value, my worth, that what I want is coming my way and I am worth it. I am worthy of it. And so it's like, do I need to compromise? No. By the way, I come from a culture where it's like compromise is so common. In fact, it's not even my culture. It's honestly all women are told that you need to compromise. This is why I've become so passionate about working with women. It's like, no, you don't. The more you hold that high standard for yourself and others in your life, it actually elevates everybody. Yeah, and on a note of that, I think it was super, super attractive to see somebody like, I have a big desire, I want a man, and I don't want him to smoke. It's like, it's a non-negotiable. And it's like, wow, now that is fucking inspiring because that's elevating the game to a new level. And for yeah. me, that was like, yes, that's, this is it, this is her. Yeah, and as a woman, like, we're always setting, actually, the energy, the frequency of the relationship, right? The more I start to compromise on what I'm going to allow and not allow and not hold that boundary, like, so will other people, but so will the man. The men masculine lead, right? I heard this a couple weeks ago. Uh, the masculine leads, but it's the feminine energy and the frequency that sets the tone and goes first. Okay, so let me ask you, what were like the three, four qualities about me that really attracted you? Well, your vulnerability is just freaking amazing. It's like such a warming and loving space that you created. Like when we were the first night together, I wanted more of that. You know, I wanted more you, I want to feel you, I want to really be with you. Mm. Not a part like of you is so fierce and like passionate about life, about growth and development, about making things work that were otherwise not even possible to mm. think about. Mm. You have this like mindset of like creating a big vision and really going for that. And that's one thing I'm really uh, admiring about you. And I already knew that from day one that you were like that. So mm. I really like being your space for that, but also, you know, like you're hot. <laughs> Thanks. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was the first thing I you noticed about me. <laughs> but there was other hot women there as well. And so what I'm hearing to me, like, it's like being, was what attracted being is right? totally what it attracted but it's not about being hot it's like if you're, if you're hot and dumb like <laughs> to, to me it's not attractive to me it's not for some people it is but for me it's not you know like and it's fine well I used to be hot and not dumb I used to be hot and a pushover and and or going to the bitchy side right, right. and yeah. so I want to go back to talking about the vulnerability because actually for me that was meh. Like being able to open my heart and, and it's, you know, when you said that, what came to me was like vulnerability feeds off of vulnerability, mm. or at least that was how it worked out for us. Cause like you opened up first, right? And I was like, wow, here's a man not afraid to show who he is. And it almost like, cause I had a lot of demons <laughs> In, in, in quotes, but in, inside of me that I had a hard time. And that was the work I was doing. I was actually coming into acceptance around that. But then when I met you, you kind of reflected that energy of like accepting your demons, accepting your, 
you know, the parts that we, we don't think are too pretty, right? Yeah, and I uh, had come to accept myself, but I felt so seen mm-hmm. and nurtured and almost like I could relax in that energy of like, he knows who he is. He's not hiding stuff, right? Which is the energy that really creates that repelling of like, well, I know he's hiding something, but he won't tell me, right? And that was like all my relationships before that. And like, I could relax in it. Mm. Like, I could relax in the realness. And it's been our journey since where we have, no matter what has come our way, that has always kept us together. Like we've had, oh my goodness, we had, what is it called? Deportation? Was it a deportation or not a deportation? It was no. just barred entry. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was barred from entering the United States in 2018 when we. Oh my um, god, we should make another episode just. Yeah, about that's that. a whole episode. Yeah, about so, but that, we've but had like visa yeah. stuff, right? Because like technically, I said no long distance, and how it worked out was that he came, he would travel, he would stay in San Francisco for three months. I had set another boundary, by the way. Do you remember? You can't live with me. Can't live with you in the first part of our relationship yeah so I, I was found, like, I don't know. so I found something 20 minutes walking from oh here. my god like manifestation right and so anyways another boundary right like we don't have to as women keep giving in to like oh like you know just I think it's great we're talking about big desire setting boundaries good boundaries and vulnerability vulnerability and then then you get what you want that's how you get what you want. Totally. We cracked the code. <laughs> okay, we can stop here for now. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Sex, Money, Rock and Roll. The podcast where you upgrade your romantic relationship, money, and your experience of life. Subscribe, review, and of course, follow us on social.